Hello, and welcome to Cast Reflect. I am your host, Ryan, and with me today we have Mike. Hello. And Derek. Hello. Uh, thanks for joining me today, guys. Um, just just wanted to talk about some of the games that we've been playing over the last couple of weeks. Um, so, yeah, we'll just hop right into it. So, I kind of want to talk about one of the games I've been playing. Uh, finally fucking beat it. Uh, Final Fantasy 3. And for the listeners... Thank you. <laughs> and, and for the listeners that aren't aware so we're currently going through a final fantasy marathon uh started with the first game and then the plan is to play every single numbered title in the series at the least uh we had plans for some of the side titles in the series on the spinoffs but uh recently we well actually this isn't recently we started three back in september of 2020 um and as you might be able to figure out mathematically, it's been almost a year since then. <laughs> uh, been a little bit of a of a slacking off there on my part, just because other games came out, and I was like, ah, I'm gonna just take a slight break from some some turn based games for a bit. But uh, yeah, finally finally beat it, and let me just say, it's it's really good. It's it's really fun. It's a little bit stressful because they were like, we're going to remove saves from the game in, in uh, dungeons specifically. So when you're out in the overworld map, it's fine. You can save wherever you want. Be, be happy. But once you enter, enter a dungeon, if you're going to spend a couple of hours in there, try not to die. Because not if you safe. die, yeah, you, you lose two, maybe three hours of progress. Yeah, no big deal. It might have been just a tad bit of an oversight, but maybe maybe Square at the time was like developing the game and they were like, oh, it'll be fine. Someone will just brush through and just obliterate everything. It'll be it'll be OK. <laughs> have you have you guys you guys have played Final Fantasy three? I have. Um, I haven't played it since I was like 14, though. So I, I remember bits of it, but I can't say I remember everything. But yeah, the not saving in the dungeon, I know for sure that had screwed me over before. Oh yeah, definitely. And I mean, it's it's wild because the game focuses heavily on the job system that they implemented. Because um, I mean, jobs jobs existed in the first and the second games, but uh, it was technically easier to switch plus you you what you 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 would select them at the beginning of the game and then be kind of dedicated to it throughout you didn't really want to like switch at all whereas final fantasy 3 uh it gives you jobs spread out throughout the game so like you'll start off with like six and then after you hit a certain point you unlock six more and then like this happens three more times in the game and the last time being the most inconvenient at like basically the very end. So it, like it's it's a good system because like they want to try and encourage you to figure out what's most effective. But at the same time, because of how late it is, you don't really like you don't really want to grind out levels on it, which, you know, I mean, it's a Final Fantasy game and I feel like like some people want to like go for that completionist 
And if you kind of slap them in the face with a job at the very end, that's, I don't know. But to me, that wasn't all that of an uh, exciting decision to make. But, I mean, it, it works, I guess. And if it works, it, it works. <laughs> yeah. Mike, do you remember much yeah. of your experience with three? Yeah, not to interrupt. Uh, I didn't want to interrupt you earlier <clears throat> when you asked that question, but yes, I obviously have played it as well. And um, I, I started it when, you know, of course, we finished two in our our challenge here. And I don't know, we're going to talk about it more as far as where we rank the Final Fantasy games, but yeah, I, I enjoyed this one kind of start to finish, and I thought the job system was pretty creative especially coming off the first two so Mm -hmm. um it's gonna rank pretty pretty fair on uh my list for sure do you think that you would like off the top of your head have like a score that you would score the game like out of 10 or something like that yeah i would probably give it um maybe an eight yeah I think I think I think that's a that's pretty close to where I would I would probably rank it because I, I sorry go ahead oh no, I was gonna say because it, it does have some of those you know issues you brought to light and um, I didn't so much have a problem with the save system I mean it was challenging and you know frustrating if you did die but I I, I think the the way that they um, issued out some of the the newer jobs as they came available. Um, could have been done a lot better, and it would you know gave the player a chance to actually experiment early on and you know level those jobs up and create better parties for themselves. Right. So that that was one of my biggest concerns with it. Yeah, I would think if they had decreased the level cap from ninety nine for the job specifically, I think it probably would have been most effective because like with it being 99 and you get those jobs at the end of the game like it's gonna it's literally gonna take forever to to grind those job levels up so why not do like a cap of 50 leave the character levels going up to 99 and then that way out of the 20 plus jobs that are in the game maybe you actually would feel the want or need to uh max out those jobs because like yeah, you you could argue if you find the most effective job for a specific type of enemy, then you don't need to level it up at all. But like completionists will will want to take the time to do that, and it's almost an an unnecessary grind because you you get and this is spoilers. Um, probably probably should put that on the the name of the episode, but um, you you get the um most powerful equipment by maxing out a job and then finding a legendary blacksmith. And so if you take all of this time to grind it out, you only get one for one character. So then uh, if, if games like this have achievements where it's like uh, you need to max out all jobs with all characters, it's kind of useless because you're only going to get the benefit for at least one character and that's it. <laughs> So yeah, they don't they don't make it easy to experiment and try to find you know the party you actually want to use because you feel like you waste time if you don't stick with um, the the job that you actually pick. 
And um, there's so many that I, I think it would be a lot better to give give people incentive to at least try some out. But. Definitely. Yep. But uh, that's probably, that's probably enough about Final Fantasy 3. <laughs> and my frustrations with it. <laughs> what about uh, what about you, Mike? What have you been play- playing recently? So I, I picked up uh, Ghost of Tsushima again. Um, I beat the single player. Oh man, when was it? Um, not too long after it came out, I believe. Um, but you know, recently they um, not. I'm sorry, not recently. It's been a while, but they released the DLC afterwards for the Legends mode. Um, which is kind of the multiplayer um, co-op sort of um, adventure that they added. So, I don't know. Um, I guess before I start talking about Legends so much, we, we could talk a bit about the single player um, because I think Sucker Punch did a pretty pretty good job with it. I always love new IPs, so I was extremely excited when Sucker Punch said they were working on something different. And uh, this sort of open world uh, samurai uh, game. Just to explain it, just in case anyone hasn't played it, it's just a samurai adventure from the uh, invasion of Japan by Mongols. And um, you're basically just playing through Jin's story of how he dealt with that whole situation. Um, Do you guys both know? um, Only you played it, right, Ryan? Yeah. Yep. So yeah, I have not. Before I go too far, do, is there something that made you bounce off of it, or I know you didn't finish? Um, I think I, you know, funny enough. So I think when you and I were both playing at the same time, um, mm-hmm. before you were talking more about how you thought that the experience was getting kind of repetitive because mm-hmm. of structuring of taking down the Mongol camps. Um, and kind of a lot of the side quests, not the ones that are like character specific, but like just random side quests that you do just kind of get samey after a bit. Mm -hmm. And I think that on top of something else, I think came out later last year that I wanted to play more, but I think that sort of repetitive mindset, I like... I just got to a point in the game and I was in like the middle of like, I was probably like halfway through or somewhere around a halfway through, but I think that repetition finally got to me and I was just like, I need to, I need to take a break. So I never ended up going back and completing it, although I probably should have. <laughs> no, I mean, that's fair. And that's, that's one of my problems with it. As much as I enjoyed it, I think almost all th- all of the acts, I won't say how many there are to spoil it, but all of the acts that they had, I think they all kind of wore out their welcome. And the game was probably, in my opinion, just too long, but that could be an issue with me because I found most games that are <laughs> long uh, just too much for me and I'm ready to move on to a next game. I guess it's just that I want to play something different. So that, that could be just a, a me issue, but... I did feel it was a bit too long, um, but well, I mean, o- uh, overall the story was it, was it was it was solid. I think they did a good job with the story. Well, and I think that's a fair point, anyways, because like, you know, when I think of this game, I think back to when I en- enjoyed Assassin's Creed games, and like I haven't played one since three, 
right? So this this is a long ass time ago. And when I was playing through two and Brotherhood, like I basically did everything possible because I was just having so much fun with it and the sandbox the sandboxy world, like going through making sure I, I complete every single bit of it and then finally getting that platinum trophy. Um I had a lot of fun, but at the same time, I think that eventually just burned me out on open world games like that. Because now if I'm playing something like it and you're just kind of going through a similar experience for side quest uh, after side quest, it's just not it, it. It gets to a point where it, it feels like the game is either potentially empty because they're too scattered about or it becomes too saturated because you're doing the same thing way too frequently that's a huge issue that i have with a lot of open world games i feel like yeah because like even horizon almost pushes that boundary um where you know you kind of do a lot of very similar types of like fetch fetchy ish quests Mm -hmm. and like, I wanted to complete them all because, like, I really liked Aloy as a character and, you know, I just in- enjoyed the the world that was built by Guerrilla Games. But, yeah, it, like, it, it gets to a point where it's like, all right, maybe you should cut back a little bit on the amount of side quests that you have. <laughs> yeah, and I know it's hard for them because they, they build these huge worlds and they want to, you know, give people an experience in it and you know have them explore the complete thing and do mission here and there and everywhere but well that makes me the way you said that made me think that maybe if that's true they're doing it the wrong way around like building this big world but without activities so then they just kind of fill it in with activities like repeating activities and stuff and that's why it gets repetitive where instead maybe they should plan out interesting content and build the world around the interesting content mm-hmm. i think maybe well and i think that's that i think that's part of it right because there's certain side quests that are more story ish or story heavy kind of at least for horizon and so like those are the interesting things to follow but then like it, it's it, it's it's almost like they wanted to add in content to make sure that you got enough experience to level up to max level. It's kind of like one of those situations where it's like, oh, we'll just kind of dump a bunch of this in here just just so it's not a, a barren wasteland of content. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, it, it's tough. It's like you said, that's one of the issues they have with open world games. And I, I don't know, like there's very i play a bunch of open world games but there's few that i actually finish so the fact that i actually did finish this one is a a bit of a credit to them even though i did take a break in between some of the acts right i take a break between a lot of games i finish i don't think that's a bad thing i mean it gives you time to process the story that you've seen so far um the only problem is if you take too long of a break and forget what the story was See, so that, far. that's me i have the worst memory in the world so I'm like, <laughs> how do i play this game again that happens to me sometimes but not every time it's like so. when you were playing persona 5 and you took like the longest break <laughs> you're still on that break <laughs> oh shit still, still on hi- hi- hiatus <laughs> <laughs> i will finish someday i promise it's it's like a tradition though with persona so i have to keep it up 
So far, it seems like it's a tradition pointing out that you haven't finished Persona. (laughs) (laughs) I'll just go another year without playing. (laughs) Uh, Soon, soon. It's on the list soon, I promise. Yeah. We'll see about that. (laughs) But, uh, you know, I got... We got a little sidetracked, but my uh, primary focus was going to be talking about the Legends mode. Um, So they have a a few different uh, modes. They have a story mode, which is um, two people will co-op some... It's kind of like... I think it's four missions each um, for each um, story that they have. And you just... You're kind of going through them, and in the background, they're kind of telling you why you're doing what you're doing and what's happening. It's kind of like they integrated it in with the actual story, and so there's like a uh, a storyteller there that you go up to, and he like tells like like a folklore, I guess you call it. And so you go into this legends mode, and he's like telling you the story of things that probably never did happen, but <laughs> could have possibly happened there. Uh, it's interesting how they did it and they made it a little um i don't know what word to use but it's not as realistic as the actual um story mode so you have some different type of enemies that they throw in which is kind of cool um but they have four uh four characters you can choose from there's samurai um hunter ronin and assassin and they're your basic sort of like healer, um, damage dealer, uh, tank classes. I wish I could talk about all of them, but I've mostly just played the samurai so far. So, um, and the other mode they have is, I guess, sort of like a horde mode. And you're trying to survive all these waves. Um, but it's not endless. I think you go up to 25 and like each five waves, you get like a different bonus and to level up your character and get new perks and traits and stuff like that. So it's kind of cool, but the fact that they haven't released more content for it yet is kind of sad, but I think they plan on releasing more with the uh, patch and the um, update that's coming. Is it this month or next month? I think it's this um, month. I yeah, the end of end of this month so i'm not sure they've talked much about what they're going to add as far as legends mode but i know they're adding something so it'll probably be like another raid or something um that oh that's another thing they have is a raid but i'm not high level enough to play those yet so that's kind of sad and also i need a a team because i don't want to play with randoms i will say that you need to be more appreciative because this is free content that they added (laughs) <laughs> not all of it oh you're talking about the the legends, the legends mode yeah, true, in general true. yeah true that is true i can't believe they add more content for me <laughs> i was just um, it, it's just not fucking... really that, it, was, it was more than i was just shocked that they didn't take more advantage of it um sooner because it was pretty popular when it actually came out and i don't know if they were just surprised or, or is what. it but it's not monetized in any way is it that's what i mean yeah no not at all yeah it will be by this uh, $30 upgrade. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, um, I, I do plan on getting Ghost of Tsushima on the PlayStation 5 uh, with that like Director's Cut Edition, so I'll uh, be able to play with you, Mike, at that time. Yeah, if you get it, let me know. I would I would love yeah. to squad up and at least try the raids and stuff like that. It's pretty fun. Sounds good. Yeah, sounds good. So. Definitely. What, what about you, Derek? What have you, what have you been up to lately? 
Um, so I've been playing a lot of Neo, The World Ends With You, that just came out last week, and um, I did have high hopes for it, um, and they have met those expectations. Like, I don't really... I, I guess I'm surprised now when games meet my expectations because I always have high hopes for games that I buy on day one and I feel like half the time I'm like, eh, it's okay. But no, Neo The World Ends With You so far has been uh, really good. I think the story has uh, lived up to the first game in the sense that it's keeping me just as interested and uh, the characters are being developed pretty well so far. I would say I'm probably halfway through the game, if not a little bit past halfway. Um, I, I, yeah, I think I'm a little bit past halfway, actually, I'd say, um, if I had to guess, but, um, yeah, yeah, go ahead. I was just gonna say, you know, hypothetically speaking, this game should be perfection, considering (laughs) it's been, what, 14, 15 years since the original came out? Yeah, well, to be fair, (laughs) um, if I recall correctly, the original did not sell very well on release, it became like a cult hit. And that's probably why we had su- the, such the big delay between the two, because um, I bet it didn't sell well at first. So then Square probably didn't want to bother with a sequel, but then fans kept not shutting up and they're like, fine, here you go. Now leave us alone. Well, and did interest in the game at all spike following the um, like him being the main character from the first game being in Kingdom Hearts? I'd imagine it had to because, and that's also when all the rumors started that there was going to be a sequel. Um, uh, but yeah, I imagine it had to spike at that time because that was also around the same time that the game got ported to mobile with the solo remix version. And oh. then, and then a few years after that gets ported to switch um, with the final remix version. Um, so yeah, having finished the final remix version, I do want to say that uh, for anybody looking to play the Neo Worlds and Neo World Ends with You, the final remix ending content, it's not that much. It's like two hours of gameplay and like thirteen or eighteen minutes of cutscenes. Um, it does lead its way into the second game, but it is definitely not. If you've already played it on the DS and you remember the game well, I would say it's not really worth it to play it on switch just for that. Like if you want to replay it, then yeah, replay it on switch. But if it's just, if you're just doing it for the next day, um, I don't think it's actually worth it for that reason alone. And you should probably just watch the next day cutscenes on YouTube before playing the Neo world ends with you, I think. Um, so yeah, that's just my opinion though. Uh, so, so yeah. So what's, what's changed about the gameplay um, between the original the world ends with you and neo so in the original game since it was originally on ds and then it was on switch um everything was touch screen controls now when it comes to switch if you're playing docked that turns into gyro controls where you're like using the pointer with the controller um but it still works the same way as the touch screen except like think of like a wii remote <laughs> um yeah but the the wii remote yeah, the Wii Mote. So that's how the original controlled. But then for Neo The World Ends With You, this is coming to PC this summer, and it's already on PS4, and it's on Switch. So they couldn't really do the touchscreen controls again. Personally, I'm happy they couldn't, because while I love The World Ends With You, um, I'm not the biggest fan of the touchscreen controls. Uh, so now, instead, 
of having these different pins where different stylus actions make different attacks. So, for example, in the first game, like drawing a circle might make an attack or slashing Neku, the main character, might make an attack or slashing an enemy might make an attack, etc. Now, instead, each pin in the game, um, which is what determines your moves, they have a button assigned to it. So, like, this pin might be a square button attack. This other pin might be a triangle button attack, L1, R1, R2, L2, etc. Um, and then each of your party members gets assigned a pin. And so then you put the pins on each of your party members to make your build. And then when you go into combat, when you press that button, that party member will do that attack and you take control, direct control of that party member, meaning they're now the ones that are in harm's way. They're the ones that you have to dodge with and things of that nature. And so the combat becomes really interesting because it, it kind of has two parts to it. The first part is strategizing your pins synergies. So picking pins that work well together and can, com- and can combo well with each other. Um, and the second part of it is strategizing how you're actually playing in combat. Because if like you're right up close to the enemy and um, he's about to attack and you are like <laughs> using three characters attacks, you're going to want to stop using like at least two of those characters attacks <laughs> and start dodging. Because if you keep holding on with all three characters, then all three characters are going to get hit, meaning you'll take extra damage. Just so. cast protect. Cast protect. Yeah, that's exactly. the spinoff <laughs> podcast <laughs> launching in 2022. <laughs> um, but yeah, no. So it 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 is actually really interesting. It starts off kind of not interesting. I'll say the first few days in the game because uh, the game takes place over the course of multiple days and it counts the days as it goes. So that's why I worded it that way. Over the first few days of the game, though. Um, I'd say the combat was super simple and easy and it made me think it wasn't going to be very good at first. Cause I was able to literally just like slam on my controller and beat fights with no strategy, no synergizing pins or anything of that nature. Mm-hmm. Um, but after I got a bit further and I unlocked hard mode, which you unlock pretty early in the game and I switched to hard mode fights have been pretty hard. Sometimes I've died quite a bit of times and it requires actually like thinking about good like which pins you should use in which situations for different enemies different pins and um which character should use which pin and things like that and so it becomes really the combat becomes really interesting um on top of that the world is now in full 3d so you run around shibuya in full in 3d instead of in the 2d in 2d like it was in the original game and so that's pretty interesting to see because you're in the same areas that you were in in the first game, but now you're seeing them um, in 3D. So it's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds fucking wild. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a lot. And I didn't even go into all the depth that the combat has. It take way too long, like to just be real quick about it. Like, cause you have these like follow up attacks they can do called beat drops. And then you have these other things that um they're like abilities that make it so if you do the attack a certain way or at a certain time they do extra damage um on top of certain enemies being weak against certain elements and certain elements causing certain status effects like burn or frozen or poison things of that nature so there's a lot to it now do you oh no what i meant to say sorry um 
I just wanted to let you know that I expect a 300-page book report in the Reflection channel mm -hmm. on everything. Okay. Um, everything. What I will give you is a score. That's what you get. All right, that works. I'll take That's the deal. Quite, quite I expected there. more negotiation. Yeah, <laughs> that was a great, great negotiation tactic. Yeah, okay, great. <laughs> Mike, do you have any interest in playing those games? Are you gonna get the first one? I I don't know. Um, I was randomly going through uh, Twitch channels uh, a couple days ago, and I pulled up a stream of it, and mm -hmm. it was just strange to me. Like I couldn't really. That's offensive. I mean, <laughs> I'm not offended. <laughs> I was like, what is going on? Because it, it really was not what I expected. I mean, I hadn't heard a whole bunch about the game at all anyway, but mm -hmm. when I pulled it up, that just was not what I was thinking it'd be. And so, I did don't you know. see combat or? They were. I saw a little bit of combat, yeah. Um, but most of the time, they were kind of just messing around outside of combat. Yeah. And so, I didn't have a whole lot of time to watch, so. Maybe I just didn't get to see the interesting parts. I don't know. So, no, I mean, there are there is a lot of story outside of combat. It's a very story heavy game, but in my opinion, the story is very interesting so far. I'm very invested in it, so I don't really see it as a bad thing. But I know some people who are more gameplay focused might not like that. So I think it's worth mentioning. So to you answer should, your question, you Ryan, I probably won't play it, but maybe <laughs> buy it. Buy it. <laughs> I would so say. Neo, the world ends with you so far. The story would be completely understandable without playing the first game, but I personally wouldn't recommend it. It has so many references to the first game and so many things that are like direct. So many things happen that are directly caused by the events of the first game where mm -hmm. I feel like you're just going to have, you can still understand the base story, but you're going to have a, like a lesser understanding of it than if you played the first game. Now, I would say that Based on my experience with the first game, Mike, you definitely should at the least play that one. And if I Derek agree. is saying that Neo just improves upon it in like almost every way, then you will inevitably end up buying the second one. <laughs> in my opinion, it does improve on it so far from everything I've seen. But um, I will say the gameplay style is very different, so that's going to be something that's going to vary from person to person. There's going definitely going to be some people who prefer the gameplay of the first game and some people who prefer the gameplay of the second. And Okay, so what platforms can I play the original? Only a mobile, Switch, and Nintendo DS. Mm. Like mobile phones. Just switch it up, Mike. <laughs> that's not going to happen. <laughs> Cast switch. <laughs> no, but uh, is there anything else that you've been playing, Derek? Yeah. So when uh, when I've had people around to play games with, I have been playing some GTFO. Um, for people who don't know what GTFO is, which I'm sure is many people, I feel like it's not an extremely popular game. It's a co-op survival horror, like shooter it's a first person shooter but it's not really a shooter because like the game actively tries to dissuade you from actually shooting and that's why i'm like eh, calling it a shooter feels wrong um it's more but, like you're trying to get the fuck out or something like that yeah yeah exactly <laughs> actually, actually yes that's exactly right um 
so basically it's a uh, four player co-op game and um uh the the i'll start with the fact that the way the levels work in the whole game is pretty interesting because they have these things called rundowns um you can think of it as like a season like think about how games as a service games have seasons um and every rundown all the levels change completely um and so right now they're on rundown five so you cannot play the levels from rundowns one through four these are brand new levels for rundown five um and once rundown six comes out if a rundown six comes out the rundown five levels will be gone um so yeah i don't like that yeah i i I actually don't love it either um but it's interesting it's definitely different um so and the reason i don't like that before you continue is because if i which i haven't played it if i haven't played it then i just missed out on a ton of content and i will probably never get the opportunity to play it you likely won't but um Part of me is hoping the reason why it's like this right now is because the game is technically still in early access. And so every rundown is a major update that adds new enemies, weapons, and um, other quality of life things. So if you were to play the very first level of the first rundown, it has like two enemy types in the whole thing. And it has like very few items. And so like if that was your first experience with the game, like it was mine, you would not really like the game that much i didn't like the game at first because that was my first experience with the game but now there's a lot more enemy types there's a lot more items a lot more weapons it's a lot and a lot more interesting mission design and so i'm hoping the rundowns are just a thing that exists during early access and that once the full game comes out there'll be like real levels that stay you know what i mean so do you think they're like trying to trying to figure out balancing then and that's the reason why it's still in early access because i feel like if they've done that many like different like updates over overhaul updates to the game you you would think they'd be close to re- actually like officially releasing it yeah yeah it is uh they have been in early access for like two or three years now which is a long time um so i don't know maybe it's because they just want to keep adding more content and so they don't consider it done yet even though it, in my opinion now is feeling like a full game in a lot of ways or uh maybe it's because they are working on balancing i'm not i'm not entirely sure yeah i don't have the answer to that one unfortunately yeah because it just sounds like it's uh, essentially a completed game at this point and they're just releasing patches slash updates so like why wouldn't it be like fully released at this point yeah i would say the game became actually like in my opinion really good and fun to play with rundown four so i would say it hasn't been that long since the game has felt complete to me personally um but who knows maybe maybe it will be fully released very soon i'm not sure yeah so uh, take us through one of your experiences like what what can we expect like if we're just trying to run i guess yeah so the game is divided up into i think it's four layers um and that's a b c and d like from the top of this I don't know what exactly it is. Honestly, the game doesn't have much of a story. There's no like cutscenes or anything. All I know is that you play as like a prisoner and in order to and this is like your sentencing. You're like you you're a prison you're somebody who committed a crime and what you have to do is you have to do these things and if you do them successfully and live, then great, you're free. If you don't, then you died. That's your punishment. Um Damn. so 
yeah it's pretty brutal that's as far as story goes that's like all i know but so when you level select there's this big map and there's four layers and so a would be the top layer and d would be the bottom layer and it gets harder the uh, further you go down and for each layer there's like multiple levels so for like a there's like four levels b i think there's four levels again then c like three levels and d like two levels or something like that Mm -hmm. um so so far i've completed on rundown five a one through a three um b1 through b3 and c1 and that's everything i've completed um with people and so the way the game basically goes is when you drop into a level they'll give you a mission it could be it could be a lot of different things it could be like um collect this battery and bring it back to um the front base or it could be like go and uh secure this area and make sure this cargo is safe or it could be just uh get to the other side of this place and exit (laughs) like it could be quite a few different things um and so when you go in there you have when you go into a level it's partially randomized the areas of each like a1 through a3 the actual map will always look the same but the enemies are going to be in random places mm-hmm. um but the same amount of enemies will always spawn so like there's this enemy type called scout where if it if it feels you it has like these long tentacle things if it feels you it will summon a bunch of monsters to come after you until you kill it and those monsters um and so like a level will always summon like a certain level might always summon two scouts so like the amount of enemies is always the same in a level but where they're placed is what's random and, i like this uh, I, I like this idea sorry i was just thinking I, I i like this idea that when when the objective is just like escape basically they're just yeah. at the top right of the screen it's like run for your fucking life like that's all it says well, what's <laughs> funny like, is what am i doing <laughs> What's funny is at the start, like the loading screen of the game is always uh, your character like getting into this pod thing and then it drops you down super fast and you hear your character like heavy breathing and it always has this text about the mission. And on C1, the most recent one we did, the text was just, what the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) And that was pretty accurate. That was pretty accurate. That level was insane. (laughs) Yeah. And what's really interesting is like, so... The items are also randomly placed. This would be like ammo pack and health packs. And these things are important in this game. You run out of ammo fast. Um, And so in order to find these things, there are terminals that you can find in the levels. And then you have to actually like search on the terminal, which zone items are in and uh, fit and uh, remember what it said. And then go to that area and try to find the item. It's pretty interesting using the terminals. You have to actually like type it out like, um, it's type on your keyboard like list zone 31 if you're in zone 31 and then it'll pull up a list of everything that's in zone 31 <laughs> and then it'll say like ammo pack 269 and then you have to type in like query ammo pack 269 and then it'll tell you where ammo pack 269 is um, all the while so, your friends are trying to protect you from zombies and it's like no, this isn't gonna happen <laughs> not necessarily because this is a game where you don't want to shoot like i said earlier you most of the time want to sneak and most of the levels the the enemies are called sleepers and they'll most of the time they will be doing just that they'll be sleeping um uh, okay and so you want to try to crouch walk and sneak past them um you can melee them in the back of the head to kill them 
um the little guys it just takes one melee hit but like there's these bigger guys that could take three or four melee hits so then you gotta coordinate with your friends but the problem is you make too much noise yeah it also makes noise to kill them so if there's too many right next to each other then you have to be like all right we can try to kill all these guys at the exact same time like coordinate kill them at the exact same time and then maybe we'll be okay or just choose to like go loud and choose to use ammo um, can, can you hide after like you've woken them up or like is that that's it you if have you to wait, kill anything if you wake them up then they're going if you wake them up they won't um, depending on the guy like if it's a scout it's immediately gonna alert everything in the room but if it's like a little guy you kind of have a little bit of leeway where if you kill it like with a melee like, hit fast enough then maybe the other guys in the room won't hear but if you let it get to the point where it screams then it'll alert everything in that room and you're gonna have to kill everything in that room um or it'll kill you yeah and uh so there are times when you're forced to go loud though there'll be doors they have to go through sometimes that have alarms and if they have an alarm then the alarm's gonna sound and there's nothing you can do about it it's gonna alert everything in the in your room and in the and the rooms next to you any room that's connected to the room you're in and so then enemies are going to come spawning in and uh you have to survive until the door uh unlocks and kill oh all the enemies gosh. yeah so it gets pretty wild for sure um but yeah that's basically how it goes um for the most part it's like a sneaking game first um but it's also very heavy heavy into team coordination um yeah, that sounds like a lot of fun. It sounds like a really good co-op experience. Yeah, it is. But there is a problem I have with it, um, which I guess they're trying to make a good co-op experience, so I get it. But the game right now, it's like unplayable by yourself. Technically, you can go into any level by yourself if you want to, but you're not going to survive. They don't spawn less enemies when you're alone. And like the big guys that take three or four melee hits to kill, they still take three or four melee hits to kill, even though you're by yourself. So good luck yeah so i've i've not been able to complete any level by myself in rundown five and rundown four i was able to complete the very first level by myself a1 and that was it so it's not it's a game where you kind of have to play with other people and while it does have matchmaking because it requires so heavy um voice comms i i personally wouldn't really want to matchmake i'd only want to play with people i already know so right. I'd say that's my only real qualm with it. But if you have people to play with, I totally recommend it. It's it's really in, it's really fun. It's really intense. It's also stressful. But <laughs> I mean that in like the best possible way. I know Ryan knows what I mean because he likes horror games. I love being chased. Like, <laughs> I, like I, I was thinking back to like Outlast where yeah. you're literally able to run and you're just trying to like parkour past anything you could possibly get past. <laughs> so i'm just envisioning you're just like well we're fucked <laughs> like someone just tries to run out of the room <laughs> yeah you're just being chased i i love that kind of word i love tense situations like that yeah i really do think you would like gtfo we should try it out sometime together i agree yeah so anyone out there gtfo get the fuck out get the it fuck goes out on sale podcast. pretty much every steam sale so oh yeah. perfect yeah so uh uh, mike any other games on your side yeah so i was kind of taking a journey through the uh xbox or microsoft game pass um i mostly just play on pc since i don't have a xbox series s or x and i 
was looking and I remembered a um, few people had recommended Octopath Traveler to me. So I was like, oh, it's free, so why not give it a shot? Um, for those that don't know, it's like it's a 2D retro style um, turn-based RPG. And um, it's interesting because I'm not very far, so I debated even talking about this game, but I have put, um, you know, a good amount into the intro. So um, it appears to have about eight characters that you could select from. You can correct me if I'm wrong, Derek. It does have eight. Eight, okay. Yeah, that's why it's called Octopath, yeah. Yeah, I I wasn't sure if you could... Well, I think each each character's name is a letter in Octopath. That's also true. Yeah, just how oh, you I didn't remember it. So I, I kind of really didn't look through the um, the map at the beginning, um, so I didn't see all eight. So I didn't know if you could select from all eight like right at the beginning. I didn't know if you had to unlock them later on or how it worked. Mm-hmm. That's kind of what I meant. But so I've unlocked probably four now. I think I'm on the story of the fourth or fifth. And it's interesting because, you know, most RPGs, they have a main, like, protagonist or whatever. And sure, you go down uh, side stories of some of the additional characters, but this one's different because it doesn't seem to focus just on uh, one character. And the uh, the battle system is a little different for me, too. Um, they have, like, this uh, boost system. So any turn that you don't use your boost attack... Um, you you can uh, build up more battle points or boost points, whatever they're called. Um, I think up to five. And you can uh, kind of chain an attack together and make it more powerful. Um, so that's interesting. And that's useful because every enemy seems to have a shield. And you can only take that shield down if you attack their weakness. And they can have weakness to certain types of weapons or... Uh, certain types of magic or elements, I guess. So, I wish I unlocked all eight characters so I could kind of talk about which one I prefer. But so far, that's okay. You'll be able to do yeah. that next time. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, but so far, I'm I'm actually liking my initial character that I picked. His name is Al is Alfin, I think. Alfin, yeah. Alfin. It might be pronounced Alfin, but I thought it was Alfin. And, and the can't... chipmunks. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's an F. Yeah. Oh, okay. My bad. <laughs> I can't for the life of me pronounce what they're actually call him like his job. Um but um he Apothecary? basically Yeah, I don't know why I have trouble saying that. Um but yeah, he basically just uses ingredients that you find throughout the world or um that you can buy or get off of enemies you defeat. And he can create like different types of healing items or um um item or attacks and things like that so i'm kind of having fun experimenting because you don't know what it does until you unlock some of the or actually you actually use it and it'll tell you after your first use like what it actually did and it's kind of funny because he appears to be my um my biggest damage dealer as well just with his regular weapon so i'm sure that'll change later on but oh yeah that that's probably gonna change constantly at least it did for me yeah so, I guess just to ask you, um, did you find yourself, after you unlocked everyone, did you have, like, a specific party that you rolled with, or did you kind of change out often? Uh, yeah, I would say, 
for the most part, I kind of kept my party mostly the same. There, I would always change out like one character slot. Like okay. I felt like I would always keep like three the same, which was Primrose, Ophelia, and Cyrus, and then the fourth one would always be changed out like all the time. For the Got most you. part, because yeah. that's one of the things that's worrying me now is that my initial character is starting to be a higher level than the rest. Because I mean, each new character that I've been getting comes in at level one. So mm-hmm. I'm kind of concerned that some of the later characters would be under leveled. Uh, I hope that's a. It will feel that way for a little bit, but um, if you do change out often, which is what I started doing for my second playthrough, mm-hmm. then you will be able to um, kind of even out their level as you go through. Um, and I know some people who played through the game, and I personally don't recommend this, but. I know some people who play through the game, they like to get four party members and then go through all four of their stories all the way through and then get the other four party members and go through all four of their stories all the way through. Like as oh. two separate four person parties. Oh, okay. um, so now for do that. Yeah. So for maybe a second playthrough, that'd be cool. But I as for a first playthrough, I personally don't recommend it. Um, I don't think it's the experience the developers intended. And um, I also just don't think it's the best way to experience the story personally. I know people will disagree. Don't come at me. <laughs> I'll at so. you because, you know what? I would probably get so overwhelmed by having eight characters' stories to go through that it's like, no, nah, we'll just do it. We'll take it one at a time. <laughs> go through this guy, then this guy. <laughs> I don't know if you can actually do it one at a time. I think God, they block it. you off of... Uh, like doing like let's say so he started with Alfin and so he started with Alfin chapter one. Like I think they block you off from doing Alfin chapter two until you do enough of the, of the other stories. But I might be wrong. I've okay. never tried it. I've never tried it. Is there eight chapters per character? I think there's four chapters per character. Oh if damn! It might be say, three. Be, I think I was gonna four. say that'd be perfect. Eight, eight, eight. <laughs> that'd eight. be a really long game. <laughs> Yeah, see, I wasn't sure. I, I kind of figured that they blocked everything off until you got all your characters. Um, no. Because I didn't look at my map very well. I didn't see if I could start anyone's second uh, chapter yet. So I, I was just kind of going by and, and picking up all the new characters I could. Um, but I guess the only other thing I'll mention is um, they have this interesting system. And I don't know, um, you guys played way more RPGs than I have, so... You can probably comment on this, but each character, um, like they have their own job or uh, class, whatever you want to call it, but yeah, they actually have it to where their abilities are useful outside of battle. Yep. So like um, they all have a they all have a skill. I forget what they call them. Like yeah, talents, I, maybe. I forget. I don't too. know. But basically, like, uh, so one of the ones I have unlocked is a merchant, and it unlocked the ability to like purchase things from. Like almost any character you can pretty much with. any NPC, yeah. Yeah, it's it was strange and it's cool. Didn't you, you also like get Ulbrick? Yes, I have Ulbrick, and he's he's the one that duels everyone, right? Yeah, you could fight like <laughs> any NPC, just like in Radiata's stories. I was so excited. <laughs> so I I was an idiot, and I was like, I, I didn't real I don't know why I didn't, but 
I would duel people and they would be like knocked out and I couldn't progress anything else. Like I couldn't inquire <laughs> or I couldn't buy anything from them any anymore. I was like, oh, yeah, because they're all knocked out on the ground. They, they get back up. I forget you're, if you just, just have to leave the area and come back, but they do oh, get okay. back up. Yeah, I should try you're that. just being a big bully. <laughs> well, they're like, when you first get him, like everyone's like, you should duel with me. We want to practice. Yep. And like, you're like okay and you just knock everyone out it's pretty cool it's it's <laughs> i remember when i finished old brick story before leaving his town i made sure i knocked out every single person there <laughs> even like the children it's like nope you're getting knocked out <laughs> <laughs> yeah the children are like the first ones that like yeah, the first ones i want to do you i know <laughs> I just fucking beat up some kids. It's because you're supposed to be training them. It's dueling. It's not. You're not actually like fighting them for real. You're just like a fist to the face. I, this kid I, just falls. I will officially say I don't support beating up children. <laughs> <laughs> you guys sounded very excited about knocking out some children. <laughs> but yeah, no. This is, it was really cool because I was going. Like I said, I was going through Game Pass and just looking for games. And I initially thought that I would you know, just jump into a few different games until I found one I wanted to stick with. But mm-hmm. this one kind of hit right away, so. That's good. I'm going to, hopefully. I, I do want to. Go ahead. I do want to warn you, though. Your main character, Alvin, he's going to be locked into your party until you finish his story completely. You won't be able to move him out of your party since he's your main character until you finish the story completely. Yeah. Um, but once you finish his final chapter of his story, you'll be mm-hmm. able to swap him out. So if you want to have like a unique party without Alfin at any time, I'd recommend kind of focusing on trying to get his stuff done first. Gotcha. I kind of like him. So like I said, he's my favorite so far. Yeah. Maybe it's just my initial pick bias, but um... I have that too. Primrose (laughs) is my favorite and she was my initial pick. And she has an interesting story. Um, Yeah. That's the cool thing. I mean, it is very story heavy. Uh, I don't know if it's like that the whole way through, but at the beginning because it is in- introduce everyone. I mean, uh, it's less story heavy later because you also have like these optional dungeon things that are just gameplay and not really story. But mm-hmm. um, it is pretty much there's a lot of story the whole way through. Yeah, gotcha. But yeah, that's a uh, Octopath Traveler um, for switch pc and xbox Woo! and i just wanted to leave this on one final note alfin <laughs> <laughs> sorry okay yeah so uh another game i've been playing <laughs> operation tango yes Derek can attest to this yeah we, we and game, ryan played it together yeah we co-opted together that shit is amazing i like it it doesn't even seem like it's gonna be like a really impressive game until you start playing it and realize like how well done they thought out the levels for cooperative experience and like yeah there's not a lot of levels because we only had to complete i think it was six 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 levels yeah so it's not a really long game we we spent maybe three and a half hours i think playing something it. like that um and this is just on one side right so for for those that don't know so essentially um it's a co-op game where one person is acting as an agent on the field and the other person is acting as a hacker 
And now I, I only played as the agent. Derek only played as the hacker. So I don't quite know what exactly the hacker does. And he can probably comment more on that. But essentially as an agent, you're out on the field. Uh, you could be like in a random like kind of party-ish type of area. Or you could be trying to break into like a laboratory. And what will happen is... Or even an office setting. So like one level we were in an office... And the hacker had to provide the agent a um, uh, employee ID to be able to get access to specific areas. So, like, you had to go find context clues, like, in the field to be able to send to the hacker. So that way you can get, like, the right type of information for you to, so you can, like, go to the area that you need to. So, like, it, it's it's kind of like uh, keep talking and nobody explodes, but now it's like a full-fledged game where you get to interact with the entire level. Um, and yeah, just like the communication is really well done. I, I think part of it is just Derek and I are geniuses. So like, yeah, obviously really easy levels. We like, obviously never got stuck on easy puzzles. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like Mike took like 20 hours to beat the game and we only <laughs> took like three and a half. Like that's, that's for context. That's how smart we are. You know, no, I know I, I, it kind of sounds like you're joking, but yes, um, you guys, I, I watch, <laughs> I watch most of your stream and you, you guys were pretty impressive. I'm not going to lie. Um, I mean, of course there's like, one or two puzzles that you guys might have struggled on that I was like, ah, yeah, that's the answer right there. But, um, <laughs> no, for the most part, you guys kind of knocked it out. Like, me and uh, the person I play with, we were kind of <laughs> struggling and yelling at each other. And, like, why didn't you tell me that we could do this? Like, it's your fault. Like, we've been stuck here because of you. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the best part of the experience, right? Is being able to yell and blame your partner for when Except they. Except, I feel like we didn't really blame each other, like, ever. Mm -hmm. I don't think you did. Even if we did think it in our heads. I, yeah, I wanted to. <laughs> I was being kind at the time. <laughs> Me too. I felt like being nice that day. <laughs> yeah, because like, we had this one where uh, uh, Derek was controlling this little like cleaner robot. And I could control this, like uh, I guess it was kind of a crane, but I had a cover for these lasers in the room. And so I had to, like, direct him along a path by unblocking the lasers and letting him go around. Well, there was a, a part in the room where he had to drop down onto a button to turn off, um, what was uh, it, turn off security lasers? Yeah, yeah. And somewhere, like, in a different room. And so, like, it, it obviously now, thinking back on it, like, it seemed really obvious, like, yeah, you just got to drop down onto that with this this robot but like with the way we were directing the path it was like well there should be a way to get down there and, and press this button so like i had him go back and forth so many fucking times before i was yeah. finally like oh shit i think he had to drop off here i <laughs> couldn't even see the button i didn't even know there was a button <laughs> no yeah you, you can't see it he would have to tell you and it was funny because ryan was sitting there staring at the button for a bunch of times <laughs> no yeah I was staring at it like, what the hell? How am I supposed to get him to this fucking button? And then, like, it just finally fucking clicked when we got back to it. I don't, yeah. I don't know what it was. <laughs> like, we, we found something else in the level to do for a little bit. We found a different puzzle in that level to do. You remember yeah. the laser guiding one? And then when mm -hmm. we got back to it, Ryan was like, ah, I got it. I figured it out. <laughs> yeah. 
<sighs> Needless to a... say, I felt very intelligent that <laughs> that time. <laughs> I, I wish there were more co-op games like that. Like it was a pretty fun experience because it's, it's completely different depending on which side you, you're you're on. Like you guys are not seeing the same thing at all. Yeah, and you have there to really... is a mm-hmm. there there is another series of games that's very similar to that that um, we should definitely play. Oh, like really? any three of us together. Um, it's the We Were Here series. There's three games. I've played the first one with Henry, and it's a similar kind of game where, like, you have two people on two different sides, and uh, there's not, like, a hacker and an agent role in that one. It's more like you're both kind of the... You're both just explorers. You're just in different areas, and you have walkie-talkies, and you guys got to help each other out. So sometimes one person will have the answers while the other one's doing the activity, and then the roles will swap in the levels. Like at other times if that makes sense yeah and i'm sorry the rules are the rules aren't as well uh we were here there's we were here and then we were here too and then we were here together those are the three ah yep (laughs) but we weren't yeah the first game is free it's also really short the first game is like two hours long um the second game and the third game cost money but they're longer now, I feel like this experience would probably be the best on VR, so I'm going to really hope that they push for more with, like, the PSVR 2 or even, like, now with either, like, the Vive or anything like anything like yeah, that. Yeah, I agree. Because, like, imagining playing Operation Tango and you're and it's in a VR. Like, I don't know what you saw with the Sentinels you were talking about, because I just see, like, a dot and, like, a grid map, basically. And you're like, there's the Sentinels coming. And I'm like, I don't know what the fuck you're <laughs> talking right. about. They were giant black. They were Okay, so imagine, like, a black rectangle um, that's floating, but then it has an orange light below it. And it just deletes everything under it. And that's what it was. Oh, okay. Yeah. Now yeah. that makes a lot more sense. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, so, I don't know what the fuck he's looking at. <laughs> <laughs> That's inter- interesting because uh, the person I played with, we switched off. So first I was hacker, and then on the second mission I went agent. Um, mm-hmm. And then we kind of alternated. Um, it was interesting to see you guys go completely through it as one. I actually probably think I would prefer it that way, but at least I do know kind of what each side looks like right well that's that's that was my feelings on it was like because we we talked about switching after playing the first level but it was like why not like experience it one way and then we can just go back and then play it from the reverse perspective yeah and it'll still be almost be like yeah well because like i I would think that based on the fact that like you're communicating different things your perception of the whole situation is going to be different and that in and of itself is probably going to be interesting enough even though you know as having played the other side you know exactly what to expect so yeah it would almost be like let's go for a speed run run <laughs> <laughs> but yeah that was that was the other game i've been playing recently uh hopefully here soon i'll start final fantasy 4 so we'll have plenty of to- plenty to talk about on the next episode that we do this two episodes yeah something like that (laughs) but uh yeah i wanted to thank you guys for coming on the show and talking about the games that we've been playing it's always fun to fun to catch up and see what weird fucking games that we can find (laughs) 
Yeah, it was fun. Thank you. And yeah, so um, come check out our website if you haven't already, castreflect.com. We have a link to our, our Discord page. And remember to cast reflect. See you guys. Goodbye. Bye.